Blog Talk Radio.
Tonight I'll be showcasing some music from a Houston, Texas artist that we call the Black Shark. But his real name is Escabel, and the track I'll be playing tonight is called No Friends. He's going to be on Revolt TV. Um, stay tuned, and obviously you heard it here first. But before any of that happens, I was up last night writing because I get into these little fits, and it's, I'm a weirdo. Like, if I'm going to have to write music, then I'll go listen to some music that usually inspires me. And for a long time it was Drake or, you know, a lot of the music from the 60s and 70s would get me inspired the gap band no pun intended not being a bitch and that's funny because if you listen to last week's show you'll know why the gap band is a funny situation some tupac some some jay-z and um lately i have been listening to bryson tiller and so i want to start the show off with this because i just i absolutely love this song and it's called the exchange it's called exchange and it's by bryson tiller he's a uh, louisville kentucky artist i thought he was out of houston he's not the dj that actually did don't the the chop and screw on that is from Houston. But this is Bryson Tiller Exchange. This is not my friend Escabel. This is Bryson Tiller Exchange. I want to pop the show off with this because I just I'm in the mood. Get in my feelings, yeah I start reminiscing, yeah Next time around, fuck, I want it to be different, yeah Waiting on a sign, guess it's time for a different prayer Lord, please save her for me Do this one favor for me I had to change my play ways Got way too complicated for me I hope she's waiting for me Everywhere she go, they playing my songs That's why I say the things that I say that way I know you can't ignore me But so, so, yeah So give me all of you in exchange for me Just give me all of you in exchange for me For me Break it down Yes, sir. Check. We used to lay up and then stay up, have sex and then blow dang. I shouldn't have played no games with you, just level up my brain. Last time I saw you win speak, that was strange. Guess there's nothing I could do. Man, it's true. X has changed. Yeah. Hey. Guess you changed for the better. Better. I know you know how to make me jealous. I was never loyal, let you tell it, yo. But I'm ready to fix it if you ready, baby. So, so. Yeah. So give me all of you in exchange for me Just give me all of you in exchange for me For me For real, Sean Yeah, I know Yeah Is you at two keys or ten roof? Turn up, we until we just getting loose Baby, I'm low-key feeling you Don't be cynical, won't fuck you over Wanna fuck you over And again, the truth is I ain't really here to start problems Girl, I swear to God, them Hoes can't never say they got him Know how bad you wanna tell him, don't try him I don't wanna tell him, let's surprise him I don't wanna get into it, why you stressing him? I've been driving back and forth from Louisville to Lexington Mileage on the whip, got your ass in my grip College, make you wanna strip for them dollars Nah, girl, I got a job 
for you Swear to God, I could do a lot for you Saw you strolling through the campus, I had to stop for you I was scrolling through the gram, girl, I had to follow you Say what's up with you You got my soul Yeah, so anyway, that was what I was vibing to last night when I didn't go to bed till like 8.30 this morning. And my son's like, Mom, you got to get up. You got to make me something to eat. I'm like, wait, what time is it? He's like 6 o'clock in the night. So that's Vampire Life. And so that's what I've been vibing on lately. No particular reason, but I do love that song. I do love that um, Bryson Tiller is just so young and just, just really um, – He's just raw right now. So now let me get into the ratchet shit. Tonight's Love and Hip Hop episode, that shit broke my heart. I I don't like, you know, one thing about me, I don't like to to deal with anything that has to do with children. So when I see, you know, children, and and even with Kenya, when I watched her on – last the the last episode of Housewives of Atlanta to see her knocking at her mother's door. You know, we always show, you know, I, I think as Americans and, and, and in this country we always show the, the father and the son situation and we never show the mother and the daughter dynamic as to what happens when little girls are raised without their mother. So you see Kenya and it is the saddest fucking thing ever to see her like beating on the door and her mother didn't answer the door. Now, pause. If that was me, they would have to call the police on me. I'd be like, that's my mother. I'm just trying to get in my house to get my purse. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then you go forward and you see the show the following week, which that one broke my fucking heart. And I was never a huge fan of Kenya, but I'm a woman. You know, so I'm looking at her as a woman, not as like this ratchet. And then you guys got to go back. You got to, you know, you got to go back to the source. She acts the way that she acts because she doesn't know any fucking better. So all that twirl shit, I'd have been twirling on my mother's motherfucking front porch till she called the goddamn police. Call the police. I'll just be out here twirling. What you going to do? And it's Detroit. You know they're going to take like four hours to get there and shit. So the sad part is that when you hear Kenya talking about the fact that they would be at family functions and um, they would be at family functions and the mother wouldn't speak to her, not me. Oh, no. I would have been like, oh, we look just alike. You must be my mom. Let me come over there and have a conversation with you. And it sickened me to see her aunt which we've seen throughout the Real Housewives series, I didn't realize that was Kenya's mother's sister. And the aunt saying, you know, you got to let it go. Bitch, are you crazy? What the fuck is it? What do you mean, let it go? Part of 90% of the reason that she's the way that she is or the type of woman that she is or the strong woman that she is is attributed to the fact that she didn't have a mother. Now, thank God she had a decent father who was present, and it was her, and she admits that ran away when they were living in Houston. Look at that. Look at that. You know, the connection, the Houston, Texas babies. And she came back up here. So, My issue is that you don't get to decide as a human being when someone else gets to stop hurting. You know, and I think that Bravo's actually doing a pretty good job. It's embarrassing, but I think they're doing a pretty good job of not painting this wonderful picture. You know, so, yeah, you see the cars, you see the Range Rover, you see the Bentley, you see all this, but you don't see that girl was in pain. You know, and that shit hurt my motherfucking feelings because when I was asked on the show a couple of weeks ago, the, the girls that I mentor and things like that, it's because their mother wasn't present. 
So they don't come to me like a mother figure. I just feel like they come to me because I'm an empath. I'm somebody that understands what they're going through. I don't judge. You know what I mean? There's no reason for you to be a fucking whore. My thing is, is if your pussy was that good, somebody would have locked it down by now. So there's no reason for you to be a fucking whore. You don't need to spread yourself thin. You need to have respect for yourself and get your, get your coins, get your money. You know, because men come and go. But your self-worth, I mean, that that's just what it is. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. And you have to build that from a young age. So. So that shit broke my heart. And then I turned on Love and Hip Hop, you know, New York tonight. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Mariah Lynn. I think she's a beautiful little girl. She reminds me of one of these little girls that live up here in, in, damn, in the 716. Mm. But I don't know, if, you know, if she was white, whatever. But I was like, okay, I don't like her song, you know, Once Upon a Time, not long ago. I was a hoe, but I was like, wait a minute. But at least she giving zero fucks about it. And I write about that in my book. Stay in your lane, a diary of a hot mess. I actually have a chapter in there called The Hostel, and she's young. Broke my fucking heart to watch her have to take her rent money. I mean, this shit got me choked up. Like, I don't like that. Had to take her rent money to bail her mother out of jail for shoplifting for $800. Then she gets her mother out of jail, and her mother tells her she's pregnant. This motherfucker, like, 40-some years old was on drugs. This is a little girl that had been in the foster care system. So, yeah, we sit in there like, yeah, you know, this white girl, this, this white girl, that. She didn't have a mother. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? And we don't see a father present. You know what I'm saying? So that shit broke my heart. Then I turn around and I see, you know, the situation with um, the way that she pops off on other women. So now I'm looking at her like a little girl. I'm not looking at her like Mariah Lynn, the rapper. I'm looking at her like, oh, my God, this little girl, you know, she done had it rough. So she's doing what the fuck she got to do. And let me just say this for the record. Love and Hip Hop New York is the most bummiest fucking men I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. Like, I love DJ Self. Like, that's cool. But, like, and his daughter, let me say this. His daughter is drop dead gorgeous. And I love that she looks like a little girl. So he can't be all bad. But here's where you fucked up. Jesus Christ. I mean, you just got back with the stupid Spanish girl, and you have to pay attention to what men say. So the man told you on, on national radio, okay, Yorma's going to always be my girlfriend. He meant what he said, fool, girlfriend. He never said that's my future wife. He never said she's going to always be my queen. She's going to always. And you were excited about the fact this man spent zero dollars and zero cents on an apology for fucking with one of the most notorious dancers in New York City, Cardi B. That's my girl. I love her. And um, you almost got beat up. Like, over that? That motherfucker like somebody's uncle. Let me ask you this. Where's your mother, Yorma? Because if I would have came home and told my mother that that happened, my mother would be like, you are forbidden to talk to him. He's not allowed to call his house. He's not allowed to pick you up across the street, down the street, around the corner, nothing. You know, and then you over here in Internet Boutique dresses on. And then this is what I mean about black men and that these shows embarrass the fuck out of us because we're going to get to Peter Guns in a minute. So you just fucked up. And in the book, I talk about the grandiose gesture, which the grandiose gesture is when a man is fucked up and you love him because I don't ever believe that you should leave a man until you're done. Unless my life is in danger. And we're going to get to the terror situation in a minute. That's a dangerous situation. Not just because of the pregnancy, but because of AIDS. Like, so you just, that's what we're doing. We're doing sister wives now? I don't think so. Everybody, the whole building got to get burned down. So now you have a situation where he's out with his daughter. 
I mean, she's she's a she's a pretty little girl, and um, she's 16. And you bring Yorma, so now y'all trying to move forward. If I'm Yorma, right, and I find out that you got Cardi B in a video and you used to eat her box, no. No, 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 no. You're going to have to find somebody else to put in the video. And I understand that that's your work, but you just told me that you was fucking with her like five minutes ago. No. So it's like, I, I don't know what y'all, like, y'all, you men are giving these women, like, these false sense of powers. Like, like just because he told you you his girl on national radio, that that's like, what does that mean? Like, y'all, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, is that supposed to be, like, some sort of, like, um... Like, is that the same thing as getting married now? Like, the child internet boyfriend and girlfriend, like, he embarrassed the fuck out of you, and you almost got beat the fuck down by a Bronx chick. No, like, we're not going to talk. And then I, I always get accused of saying, you don't never give a motherfucker a chance, you don't never do this. Nah, because the minute that you fuck up, that's it. It's indicative of how the rest of the fucking relationship is going to go. And then I'm going to, somebody's going to jail and somebody's going to the fucking hospital. I don't have fucking time for this. I tell you, I just stopped talking to somebody because of this. Because I told him, I said, look, I said, all this that you're doing running your mouth, we too much alike. And, and we can't. He's like, I always feel like I'm, I'm fighting with you. It's an uphill battle with you. It ain't no uphill battle. I'm already at the top. You trying to get to where the fuck I'm at. I'm trying to get you there, just like I'm trying to learn something from you. If I can't learn anything from you, I don't want to fucking be with you. So what did we learn from this? That you could fuck with strippers, right? Raw dog, and that's what she said. Eat another female's box and then still be in my face. So what? You bought me some fucking dollar store carnations and shit, which aren't even classified as real fucking flowers. And then you put me in a driver. Everybody got a fucking driver in New York. That's it. That's all it took. And I'm not saying, like, that, that you got to, like, shut down, you know, that, that you got to shut down Cipriani's and fucking have an apology. But, Jesus Christ, you have to do something. You have to tap my name on you or something. So that if the shit happens again, I have to hold her partly responsible, not just you. And I'm not saying shit that I haven't lived through. Okay? I told you, there's a motherfucker walking around right now with Jesus Christ tattooed over my name on his chest because he fucked up. You understand what I'm saying? And I didn't tell him to do it. That motherfucker thought of it on his own. See, you men aren't original anymore. You men do the bare bones minimum for these minimum ass bras. You know what I'm saying? And so if that's what you choose to deal with, that's what you choose to deal with. Because DJ, so, and like, like, like Cardi, I love her stance on the situation. She's like, I'm out here getting much money. So he ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere either. But my thing with him is why would you fuck that up? And then wait, pause. I, I, I'm so good at reading women and men. It's just ridiculous. So when I see the stylist, this, this is just a dangerous situation for everybody. So I see the stylist, and I'm like, she like him, or they used to fuck around or something. Sure enough, she's fitting crazy-ass Cardi B, not knowing she could get punched in the face. Because remember, as a woman, you know, yeah, we about our paper and stuff, but, like, what's mine is mine. I don't give a fuck if I used to fuck with him 28 years ago. Don't touch my shit, not in my face. You're not going to mack on something that used to be mine in my face. You're not going to do that. I don't give a fuck if I hate that motherfucker. You're not going to do it in my face. So she waits till Cardi goes, that's just some grimy, broad shit. And then she's like, yeah, I've been feeling him for a long time. You should have been feeling that motherfucking lace front wig that you got on that looks fucked up. What's going on? Like, nobody can grow real hair anymore. I don't understand it. And then y'all be like, protective style. It's still fake-ass hair. I don't understand how you protecting your hair by putting more fake hair on top of the fucking hair. Just eat right, fucking go to the gym, try to avoid diabetes, and grow your own hair. I don't understand. So she tells him she want to go out. Self was completely fucking wrong. And this is what I mean. Now, now y'all saw it. I didn't have to tell you this. This is what I mean when I say y'all let these motherfuckers come back too easy. They didn't learn nothing. All he had to do was say that that's my girlfriend on the radio and introduce you to his daughter that don't give a fuck about you anyway. 
Girl, bye. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And tonight's libation is brought to you by vodka. So I had to lay off the goddamn Bloody Marys last week and shit. I was trying to get myself together. They were like small meals and shit because, you know, they got all the vegetables in it, so I was happy about it. So anyways... But I see that situation. I'm like, she let him back in too easy. He think he could do whatever the fuck he want to do with you, so he is. So he goes out on a date with the motherfucking stylist, which was wrong. The shoot is over. Y'all don't got nothing. Look, why, are we going on a date? Who's calling us? That's how I am when I'm in a relationship. My dudes be the same way. They'll snatch my phone in a minute. You want to snatch my phone, go ahead and look at it. We a team. There's nothing in there. There shouldn't be shouldn't be anything in there that, you know, that's why I don't appreciate when I get random miscellaneous-ass texts and weird-ass fucking pictures and shit because you don't know what the fuck I was doing that now, right now. All you know is I don't fucking talk to you. That's all you know. So now let me get to the shit that really saddens me or hurts my spirit. And, I, again, Love and Hip Hop confirms everything I've ever written in any of my books, everything. These are, like, generalized longitudinal studies for me, and it's amazing to watch on screen. So... I always tell men all the time, you think that that broad fucked with you because she really gave a fuck about you? No, she don't like you. She just want to be me, right? So we see Tara get duped. She been with this motherfucker over a decade. She had two little Mardi Gras babies to so this motherfucker. Was living in a basement Bronx apartment with a, a blue motherfucker. You had, your ceiling was the sidewalk. That's fucked up. Like, what kind of man let his children look like that? But okay. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another thing. Why do you guys, like my grandmother used to say, why are you going to close the gate and the cow's already out? You understand what I'm saying? You shut that shit down so they can't get back out again. So one kid, I understand, not that it was a mistake, okay, I love you, whatever, but two kids and a motherfucker ain't taking care of the one he got and he still ain't married you? No, no, I, I can't give you that kind of collateral. You understand what I'm saying? I'm old school. We have to get married first. But let's just say some shit pops off because I'm old as fuck, whatever. So let's say some shit pop off. You best believe I'm going to have that shit written up in a contract. Like once this baby has come out and the paternity is proved because this is the type of shit that you have to do when you're not married. When you're married, you don't got to prove paternity. I want to know what that looks like. So... And I'm not a grimy broad anyway. My fuck ain't never had to worry about, you know, me going to the left. So here's the thing that really hurt me. I don't even want to talk about this shit because it, it proves my point to you men. You really think that Tara gives a fuck about Peter Gunn? She really don't. She feels duped. I mean, if I was with a motherfucker for 11 years and then he went and married another broad within one year and then had a baby, whoo, I, my whole day would have to take my pimp card from me. You know what I'm saying? Because in 11 years, you couldn't get this motherfucker to give you his last name, and he ain't even got shit. He wasn't even on TV then. So you think he's going to give you his last name now, and he's going to marry you and be with you now, now that he got $14 to his name? He's not going to do it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and even if he did, like, do you really want to be known as, like, the last broad standing? You know, you guys, are you women have to learn that it's okay to walk away from a situation that no longer suits you. You know, and Tara was a cute girl until she pulled that bullshit. Now she's pregnant, right? And then you see Amina getting an abortion, which, you know, I I don't want to come out publicly and say what I feel about that, but I understand. You know, at least she was smart enough to say I'm not going through this again, and then she keeps saying, but I love him. Girl, fuck love. Fuck that heart on your neck, your collarbone, whatever the fuck that is. You have to think smart when you have children, especially a little girl, you know what I'm saying? So you have to think about the fact you just had, like, his 10th baby. 
He got children in their 20s. Do, and that's another thing. That was very inappropriate of her to sit down with the daughter and tell the, the, his daughter she had an abortion, all this old crazy shit. Like, you, where's your mother? This goes back to what I said before. Where's your fucking mother? Where's your sister? Where's your family telling you, like, that's not appropriate? You know, and guess what? When you slapped Peter, you should have slapped Tyra's ass, too, because then you wouldn't have caught a charge because nobody knew she was pregnant. You know, and you don't ever, this, this is something else that hurt me. So you married to this fool, and you go down to the waterfront and ask another woman where your husband is. No, ma'am, I'm not going to ask you shit. Every time I see you, I'm going to beat your ass. We're not even, and it's not, because this is not your boyfriend. This is your husband. Broad, you are fucking up my legacy. You fucking up my money. You fucking up my home situation. And I wish a motherfucker would, I just don't even think it would ever happen, that someone would say, babe, can so-and-so live down the street? Y'all ain't never watched Snap? Are you out of your fucking mind? Why? So I could go down there and easily identify the body? Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So that the kid, so he could stop staying the night out. Are you crazy? And he is the, and he's older than, he's older than me. So at the end of the day, it's like, y'all broads keep co-signing this behavior from these men, and they're going to keep doing it. Obviously, his mother didn't teach him. Obviously, his father didn't teach him. But when are you going to learn when you get the gingivitis to the ass, when you get the herpes, when you get the hep C? Like, when are you going to learn? Because I bet you if you had, if you got AIDS, you would stop fucking with that motherfucker. Because trust me, if he's just fucking with y'all two, get the fuck out of here. He was just on tour a minute ago. He's grimy. Like, what part of, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I used to, like... Be like, Amina's stupid, but I get, like, where she's coming from because she's not, let's be clear, she's not even American. She's from Germany. So I don't know what the fuck they do over there in Europe, but I do know that you got to be separated for 10 years before you can even get a divorce in a lot of those European countries. So they kind of just stick shit out. I'm just going to stick you, period. So now Tara's pregnant, posting pictures of her baby dipped in gold and shit, and he still, you are pregnant by a married man. So what Amina said in the elevator was right, and I don't understand the plight of the fucking side chick. Let me tell you what I do understand. Back in the day when motherfuckers had side chicks, they only had one, okay, and because that was all they could afford. They got to take care of their wife, they got to take care of their kids, and they take care of the side chick. That was their place of solace. She was everything that the wife wasn't, the whore, the whatever. You know, that's why with these motherfuckers, they don't even know what they want. You got to be a half a prostitute, a stripper, a fucking Instagram model, but he don't want you showing too much. That's why I just do whatever the fuck I want to do. You see some shit you don't like, just text me. And I'm going to tell you I don't give a fuck, because you probably did some shit I don't like either. Okay? So, you see... The situation, and you like, Tara ain't got no friends. And then you thought about it like, yo, you can see your baby on an air mattress show. Like, that that's the story that you want to tell? I have wonderful stories to tell my son about how, you know, his father and I met, whatever, whatever. And even though this shit didn't work out, we were married, we were, you know, madly in love, whatever, whatever. And, like, I show my son the pictures. I said, I don't care what your daddy say. It wasn't always bad. Look at the smile on that man's face. Every single photo was a smile. You understand what I'm saying? So it wasn't always bad. So I don't talk about him like that. So I, you know, I feel bad if my ex-husband feels he needs to speak about me like that. But let's keep it G. You on wife number three. I never remarried because it wasn't worth it to me. I chose to be a mother. I chose to raise my young king, you know. Hi, mama. We got a cat named Psycho. And so sometimes she'll come and she'll talk to me when she's hungry and shit like, bitch, help me. I'm hungry. So. My whole issue is, and then I'm going to get into, oh, my new favorite, the Housewives of Potomac. That right there. <laughs> oh, shit. That shit right there had me weak. Now, y'all know my favorite one is Gazelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And for y'all that didn't know, that's Pastor Jamal Bryant's ex-wife. And um, she came forward and said that, you know, he cheated on her. And you know what's sad is that, what's really sad is that y'all are always looking at, like, you know, the the characters and and everything you're not looking at the 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 backlog of everything and the backlog of everything is that it's unfortunate that we see all these shows where in every single instance a woman could have been beautiful green eyes you know beautiful jobs and just beautiful children and there is nothing that's going to make a man not cheat on you nothing other than his integrity or the fact that a broad told him no you broads are so quick to tell a motherfucker yes not thinking that could be a death sentence you understand what I'm saying? Because if I ever get remarried, everybody got to go. Your grandmama got to go. You, I, don't, I don't care. I'm saying they're live on air. Everybody getting fucked up. So that when you walk around and you got to put your patches on your eye and shit in the morning and shit because I had to gouge your fucking eyeball out, you got to think, was that dick really worth it? This bitch gouged my motherfucking eyeball out with a pencil. Okay? Dipped in bleach and on fire. You understand what I'm saying? Just because it was mine is mine, and so I defend that. So no different than – because I'm not a cheater, so I, I wouldn't even know – how to go about that. I am the type of person that's just going to be like, you know what, I'm not happy, and I'm going to go. So fix it. I will give a man a million, you know, chances to fix whatever the fuck it is. You know, cheating, cheating is the easiest thing to do. Okay, cool, you want to act fucking stupid in a marriage? Let's go get these AIDS tests to show me where she lives. If you really love me, you're going to show me where she lives. Mm-hmm. So that we can all have a conversation. So that now if it happens again, you understand what I'm saying? Now it's her fault, too. She got to get some. All y'all getting some. Because these men be lying. They're going to always tell you something wrong in their relationship. No man has ever come forward and said, you know what? My wife is bad. She is banging. I love her, but I want to fuck you. No man in the history of niggadom has ever came forward and said no shit like that. Because if he told you that for real, you probably would still fuck with him. Because you're stupid. You understand what I'm saying? What a lot of people don't understand is, like, there is no ass woman on planet Earth that you're going to receive that's worse than your parents other than the wife of somebody that you was fucking with. And I've been a wife, so I know. And, see, a lot of you women are raising your daughters to be wives. You're raising them to be side chicks, concubines, twerkers, and fucking hoes. And that's why they don't know how to act. So now let me get to the Real Housewives of Potomac. That shit had me weak and on the motherfucking floor. So I love Gazelle. And I love Karen, too, except for the fact that when I saw her kitchen, I said, wait a minute, did she just say that her husband was the black Bill Gates? Now, y'all know I'm up on my financial literacy. So when it comes to certain names in financial circles, I mean, my best friend is a motherfucker, is in those circles. You understand what I'm saying? She travels all over the world doing what she does for a living, um, you know, with her company. So a major company at that. So... When you tell me that your husband is the black Bill Gates, I'm thinking she was married to Robert Smith, and I know Robert Smith is the equivalent of the black Bill Gates because he knocked Michael Jordan out the way to make the Forbes, uh, I think, top 20 uh, richest black people in the country. So he's number two under Oprah. Okay, let's just be clear. He's number two under Oprah. Regular old black man. You know, Mary to Hope, who I told y'all before used to date Jason Kidd back in the day. She's a little white girl. She's a cutie, though. And she has a uh, a website called The Bombette, and she's pregnant with her second child, their second child. Robert had children before. She did not. And then they have their son, Hendrix. So, you know, when you tell me that your husband is the black Bill Gates, I don't understand because you allowed him to wear a turquoise shirt with a brown vest. You sound crazy as fuck, and you don't even have a forehead. It's like a five head, and I don't understand this level of weave. And she does. You know what's funny is that when I first seen her, she reminded me of Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles. She wished, but Tina Knowles is killing the whole game. But like, she wished. But 
So I'm watching this show, and I heard the word etiquette about 4,877 times. And what I don't understand is that, like, at the end of the day, just like I have to tell people, you're still a nigga. So if you don't know where Potomac, Maryland is, okay, you should. If, if you've traveled, you know where it is. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand how your husband's the black Bill Gates and your kitchen is apartment size. Okay, and that doesn't mean the rest of your house isn't nice. That just means that, like, and I understand y'all older or whatever, whatever, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't say your husband's the black Bill Gates, because I bet you Bill Gates' kitchen didn't look like that. Uh-uh. And Gazelle, come on now. Pastor Jamal Bryant, I love Pastor Jamal Bryant, because I love the fact that he don't sway. You know, I love the fact that even though I'm not, you know, real into religion, I'm more into spirituality, you know, don't hit me, I'm not going to hit you, don't do this to me, you know, do unto others type shit, Um, because I grew up in the church. So my uncles are preachers, you know, my Uncle Melvin, my Uncle Michael, devout preachers, okay, my grandmama was in the church, we've been in church forever, so don't ever come at me with some biblical shit, because I'll hurt your feelings, but at the end of the day, Jamal Bryant is your ex-husband, okay, there is no reason that you and them babies should have been in that little-ass kitchen with them for Micah countertops. And this motherfucker riding around in Bentleys and Gucci every day. And I know that that might not mean nothing to you, but, like, I'm a moon child. I'm a moon baby. So my house, my sanctuary is everything to me. So I would rather not have the clothes in the car than to make sure that my house was okay and conducive for my, my child, you know, and she has children. So I also love Robin. I absolutely love Robin. I think she's so pretty. And I knew, and, and you know, that D.C., Maryland area um, is a lot of politics. You know that my aunt's, you know, hubby, my Uncle Lou, he comes from that area. His father was one of the deans of Howard University, the Hansboroughs. So, I mean, there's a lot of rich history there, you know, on the Black Ivory Coast and all that other stuff. So, D.C., and I'm I'm just not a big fan of D.C. I don't like partying there. I really don't. Everything is just very stuffy. That's what I found. And I'm very much like Gazelle. Like, I, you know, I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. And um, so when you keep hearing the word etiquette, it's kind of like, at the end of the day, we all black here. You know, so the fact that she sat at the head of the table wasn't because she didn't know any better. It's just like she said. She said, whatever seat I sit in, if it was bothering you, you should have said something. Now, do I agree with the fact that they should have waited for the guests to honor the order? Absolutely. However, if she was that late, then, honey, we can order an appetizer. We didn't eat our meal without you, you know. And so they're making it seem like etiquette was so much. And now you start to see the dynamic of what happens when you have a true queen walk up in the room. She make everybody nervous. So now the other lady, she upset. Now you don't ask Gazelle to come over there and make these crabs for you, for your crab oil, like she was the help. Okay. Then you went upstairs and told her you might have her removed in your, from your house. Motherfucker, just because you have a marital issues and it's very clear. Okay. Don't take that shit out on me. You know, so I am very excited about that show because it does show, and Gazelle's parents as well as um, Karen, the the one little light-skinned skinny chick that dates the white dude that has a million children. He ain't going to never marry her because, I mean, you already have a million children, and she only dates white men. But both of their, and the kid, actually the entire cast has philanthropic ties, and they've donated hundreds of millions of dollars. So you see, this is what I mean when I say when you come to a level of self-actualization, when it's not about just what money you can make, it's about how you can help somebody else. But before I help somebody else, I would definitely remodel my kitchen. That would just be what the fuck I'm going to do. (laughs) So, but on this King holiday, I also want to bring up the issue that on my Facebook page, because I got off Facebook 
for a week. I have to bring this up. And again, it's just just it's just been it's been a bad 2016 already. I mean, I'm blessed. I'm very very blessed. I'm very happy, but you know, I had to let a lot of shit go. And so I got off Facebook for about a week because my account was hacked. Um, which I hope you found what you was looking for. Ain't no, you know, nothing in there, you know. And so it took me a week to recover all my passwords, change everything. I have separate accounts for everything so that if you hack into one thing, you can't get to the other. Nice try, though. That was cute. So I get back on. I, I re-unlock my account, and then I find out that my Uncle Sonny had passed away, which my Uncle Sonny was one of my uh, relatives that walked me down when I got married back back in the day in Pittsburgh. And um, they owned a restaurant down in Station Square. And he is actually married to my Aunt Mary, which is my grandfather's sister, who also passed away this weekend a few years ago. Um, he was set to give a speech. My grandpa Cam was set to give a speech for the Malcolm, Malcolm, the Martin Luther King Day out in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he passed away prior to that. Um, then, you know, Ella, Ella Fitzgerald went like it was just it was bad. So um, Ella Fitzgerald, I'm tripping. Not Ella Fitzgerald. I can't even think right now. The the other the the singer, my girl. So you know, it, it just went all bad. So. Um, and it wasn't Ella Fitzgerald. I'm tripping. That's going to freak me out for the rest of the day because I can't think of her name right now at last. So anyway, I, um, you know, it's just it's been a bad time. I'm sick. You know, my son's had debilitating um, eczema for quite some time now, so we finally got him into one of the best specialists in the area. And if that doesn't work, then we have to go back to New York City and um, see one there. And I don't talk a lot about my family life, my home life, my personal life, my private life a lot because I feel like that's too much. And I feel like, I, you know, it's just it's really none of your fucking business. And there's some other things that are none of your business. Like it's not my business to tell my son what happened between his father and I because he's a child. So I feel like if you're going to tell my son anything about his mother, you might want to take into consideration the fact that if you have something bad to say about me, come get them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't like when parents talk about the other parents so bad, like your mother did this and your mother did that. Well, then why didn't you go get your child then? You're such a great dad. Why you ain't take her to court? Why you ain't get custody? Right? Because you won't win. No, Nobody wins against me ever anyways, ever. You won't win. You might think that you won. You won't win against me. Anytime when it comes to any legal matter that has to do with my business, my son, my family, anything, you won't win because I don't come from a bad place. I'm not trying to get money from anybody. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to do anything but just be a good mom and a good wife to somebody or a good partner because I don't even know that I want to get married, just a good partner to somebody. And I can't do that when you constantly have somebody that's bringing up the past. You know what I'm saying? But if we don't talk about the past, like I tell motherfuckers, if you're going to say it, tell the whole motherfucking story. I'm not the type of woman, and it's something else I want you women to stop doing in 2016. Don't warn the new chick. Don't ever warn that motherfucker. She's not your friend. Don't ever warn her and say, well, he did this, 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 and this to me. Nope. I be telling motherfucker like he was amazing. He was great. Things just didn't work out. So that when you have to sit there and be working two and three jobs after you just had a fucking baby, then you understand. But I'm not going to warn you. We're not friends, bitch. You're the fucking enemy. I don't give a fuck how nice I am to you. You're not my friend. I got like one friend, maybe two, and you ain't one of them. You know what I'm saying? So women have to, you know, and, and I reposted something today from Melissa Battle. She owns uh, Battle Royal Entertainment down in Tampa, and it was very profound, and she said, I'm, I'm going to try to pull it up. She was saying, you know, I'm hoping that 
you know, I have a dream that people can learn to co-parent. And I think that Chris Classic does a really good job of that, you know, and I'm loving the energy and the vibe on his post right now, you know, that he has. And I just, I think it's, I think it's amazing. You know, he's, 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 found the code where he's able to have a beautiful girlfriend, you know what I mean? He's able to have the son. He's able to be in a consistent relationship with his ex-wife. Um, and he went to, you know, school locally here in Buffalo. And um, I talk about Chris all the time. He used to be one of my, uh, he used to be one of my, uh, oh, God. Um, he used to be one of my uh, crushes, my man crushes, because, you know, I only like the greats. And, you know, I just feel like Melissa nailed it on the head with this post, and I'm trying to pull it up right now so I can read it for y'all, because it's just everybody has to fucking grow up. Like, seriously, like, if you're not out here getting money, what are you doing? You're out here giving me problems. That's what you're fucking doing. So she says, um, Melissa Battle. And, again, like I said, it's uh, Battle uh, Battle Royal Entertainment is what she owns. And um, she says, I have a dream that one day – all parents will learn to co-parent. And she said that all payers of child support will pay what they've been ordered to pay and that all payees, the one who the child support is paid to, will spend the child support on their children and not at the club or at their hair salon and nail shop. I'm going to get to that in a minute. And that all exes will learn to move on and mind their business. That rap music will step back a decade and become real rap again. That young girls will stop subjecting themselves to being ratchet for the sake of some likes. That everyone learns in 2016 what is meant for social media and what is not. And we as a people learn to respect each other's differences and learn from them. As we are not meant to all be the same. Be you. Nobody could do it better. Stay blessed, my friends, and remember the dream. Make yours come true unless yours requires stepping on somebody else to get there. I mean, that right there... I couldn't have written it better. You know what I mean? Now, let me let me get back to this. I, and I told my son this a while ago. I said, don't ever question me about what I do with the money from your father. Because at the end of the day, when a, when there's back that's old, and we ain't talking about two and $300. We're talking about I can go buy a car with what's owed to me, right? But I don't usually talk about that too much just because of the fact that it's none of your fucking business. So when we get to a place where, okay, say your dad sends money, and I'm always like, hey, your daddy sent you some money, whatever, whatever. Because with or without it, my son's going to eat. With or without it, he's still going to wear Kohan. With or without it, he still has his own clothing line. With or without it, he still publishes books. With or without it, he's going to fucking Catholic school. With or without it, we're not even Catholic. It's just a better education. So my whole problem is that don't question me about what I spent the money on, and that shit was money that was already in the hole. You understand what I'm saying? If you ever see me spend some money, and I don't, the funny thing is, I don't get my hair done. I don't get, this is all my hair, okay? I get my hair done maybe twice a year. And now that it's black and it's not blonde, my hair is almost down to my waist. I can't comb this shit. That's why it's always in a goddamn bun. You know what I'm saying? But when I was getting that dyed, you're talking about $100 here and there twice a year. I don't blow it out straight very often, and when I do it's $31. I don't get my fingernails done because these are my real nails. I can grow my own shit. I get my feet done whenever I feel like I need to, but I'm a runner. I'm always in the gym. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're clipped, they're polished, but you know what I'm saying? It's not necessary. I don't go to the spa, but I do travel, and I do like to eat, and I do cook, and I don't cook my son, you know, and my family, you know, processed foods and shit like that. So when we go and we, we, we having tacos or we having arroz con guandule, whatever, whatever, that's what, you know, I'm going to cook. You know what I mean? It's not that there, there is no I'm just going to grab this bag of chicken. Who? A bag of chicken? What? 
No. So, I mean, I, I just want everybody in 2000 to get in 16 to get back to minding their own fucking business and handling their own business because I can assure you, if you don't hear from me, you're going to hear from my attorney. And that's where we at. I'm not into the slander. I'm not into, you know, men sitting up there saying what women should do with the child support money. What the fuck are you doing with the money that you're not paying? You know, I hate when men do that, and then they turn into these bitches and shit, and then it turns into a situation that's about money. This ain't about the money, because you can't put a price tag on making sure that your child has a good education, making sure your child has good fucking insurance. The creams that, listen, listen, (laughs) this is so crazy. The creams that I put on my son, which I don't post much about this daily struggle, the creams that I put on my son for his extreme, extreme eczema, they cost me over $200 a month. Because if you take those little containers of the Aveeno and the and the Eucerin and the Aquaphor and the Cetaphil, and yes, I've tried everything. I've tried everything natural. Those are $11, $12 a piece. My son goes through about three or four of those in a week. That's not including the steroid cream. That's prescription-based. That's not including the other creams that I have to pick up. That's not including the soap. That's not including the laundry detergent. Right, so about two hundred dollars a month in that. Then his insurance that is, you know, he's he's insured through me. That's a couple hundred dollars a month. That's not even feeding him. And mind you, I've not talked about no mortgage. I've not talked about a car note that you know, because some women will say, well, that's the car that I use to get your child back and forth to school. Nope, I had to have a car anyway. Okay, so it's women like that that fuck shit up for women like me. Okay, and I don't have time to be sitting on the phone with child support all day, all night, you know what I'm saying, to, to get $20. If you're going to pay, you're going to pay. If you're not going to pay, you're going to go to fuck the jail. That's where we at right now. You know what I mean? If, if you're going to pay it, that's great. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not going to pay it, then, then you're going to have to suffer. Because I can't afford to go take time off, you know, from, from being Denise and from handling my business and running these businesses to go and traipse around with some dude. Because what's more important to me right now is making sure that I'm a mother because I'm the example for which he's going to meet his wife. God, I hope not. But at least I want my son to be like, you know what, you ain't working. Like, what is it that you do? Like, 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 okay, I own this and I own that. I'm 18, I'm 19, I'm 25. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? I want my son to be able to ask the question, what do you do? Because I can't bring you to the crib with my mama. You know what I'm saying? Because she's going to ask you, what do you do? And if you can't explain it to her, then you have to leave. I got my son's prime dates picked out. He ain't but 11 years old. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because if the condition of women is the way that it is right now and the fact that you're raising these daughters to be like you, who is my son going to date? And then you're going to get mad if he ends up choosing a little white girl because she might have been raised a different way than you were. You understand what I'm saying? So as a parent, you know, I don't care who my son dates. I don't care. I mean, because we're far away from that right now. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care who he falls in love with. Just make sure that she's going to be a hustler. Just make sure that if your shit gets fucked up, she can come in and say, well, you know what, babe? Don't even worry about it. You know, we good. That's a queen. That's a woman. And you men keep coming out here choosing concubines and choosing broads because they got a fat ass. How is that fat ass going to make you money and still allow you to keep your manhood? If she got to go fuck with another dude or go strip on a pole, you kind of not a king. Don't don't call yourself that. You understand what I'm saying? And, I mean, if, if you in that lifestyle, because, you know, usually, you know, street pharmacists and strippers, they go together well because they in the same type of business, taking money from people, taking advantage of people, doing what they need to do, praying on the week. You understand what I'm saying? But I don't want my son to ever look at me and be like, you know, my mom chose this dude over me. Or my mom, you know, chose to pack up and move over here to be with this dude and then he played her. You know what I'm saying? And my son right now is five foot four. 
You know, he's he's starting boxing lessons and all that other stuff. He's going to be nothing to play with. And probably by the time he's 16, he'll be a good 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like his father, you know, who also lives in Houston, who is Dominican and 6'-plus and, and, and 280 pounds and, you know, straight plantano. So at the end of the day, it's like if I can't have what I like, then I'll just have nothing. And I think a lot of you women need to learn that. Like, you don't all – yeah, there, there's a difference in being, you know, I'm never lonely, though. I got these words, I got this vodka, and I got a bank account. I'm never lonely. If I if I get lonely, I can go get on a plane. If I get lonely, I could go upstairs and, and, and take a look at, you know, all my work or what I've done or go and watch my son sleep, and I'm not lonely. You know, so you women have to learn there's a difference between being lonely and desperate and just being single. I'm not lonely and desperate. I'm just single. And if you haven't married your baby's father, you haven't married your baby's mother, you're fucking single too. If we, if you're not married, we single. And I think that that's the part that upsets me about the terror situation with love and hip hop. It's like you knew this man took a fucking vow. So whether he meant it or not, he took a vow before God. If that motherfucker got capped today, you know, you know, I, I don't hope that. But I'm just saying, if he got fucked up today, where does that leave you? Like Mimi, you was with Stevie J, and you know Stevie J's from the 716. He's from Buffalo, of course he is. You know, but. At the end of the day, he didn't marry you. He married Jocelyn. If something happened to that motherfucker, Jocelyn gets everything. Yeah, your daughter gets a piece of it, but you're not entitled to anything. And I'm an entitled motherfucker. I feel like I should have the world. So if I'm willing to give you the world, like I told somebody the other day, I said, y'all probably be up here just fucking with motherfuckers just to be fucking with them. I'm trying to get on life insurance policies so that you might want to stay alive if you're dealing with me. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck with nobody that can't put me as a beneficiary and vice versa. This is a partnership. This is a team. This is not, you know, playtime is over. I'm not interested in dating a motherfucker just to be, so we could take Instagram pictures. You know what I mean? And sex, that's, that's the easy part. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm attracted to somebody, the, the sex is going to come and it's going to be amazing anyway. I've never really had, for the record, I've never really had bad sex. I mean, yeah, one experience may have been better than the other, but at the same time, they was all fine. They all was nice looking. They all was good men. They just might not have been good for me. So I feel like I just, I'm very blessed, even though my mother has, you know, gone on, but I, I feel like I'm very blessed that I was able to have been raised by a queen so that I know what it's like to be able to get a man and keep him. Y'all can get a man. A lot of y'all can, but you can't keep him. And you can't keep no man that don't want to be kept. And I'm not in the business of keeping wild animals and shit. You want to go out and fucking sell your oats, buy I'm not going to beg. We're not going to, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, and I embarrass myself, too. You know, I send them late-night drunk texts sometimes, too. I, You know, I book plane tickets that maybe I shouldn't book, too, sometimes. But at the end of the day, when I got to look at, okay, can I, do I want to spend this couple hundred on this plane ticket or do I want to spend this money for All-Star Break that's coming up so I can promote my brand and do some free giveaways and some free hat giveaways or give away some books to somebody that might want to read but don't really have the money like that, then, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to always choose the business. Money over men. I'm a mom, M-O-M, money over men. So I'm looking forward to this year working with, um, you know, St. Lou Hits down there. He works with 2 Chains down there in the ATL. Big shout-out to him if you're not following him on Instagram. He's at St. S-T-L-O-U Hits. Um, amazing, amazing guy. We're, we're going to do some work together when I go down to Atlanta in March. 
And then we're going to leave the show with Escabel, E-S-K-A-B-E-L. And if you're not following him, he is on Instagram, at the Black Shark. I actually just made him my man crush, but I know he was like, what the fuck is this? Who is this bra? <laughs> but anyways, no apologies for that. And he's actually getting ready to have a link up for our Revolt TV. And the track is called Escabel. Well, it's by Escabel. It's called No Friends. I love it. Houston, Texas, baby. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Tell the Truth Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> You know such things, motherfucking friends of this world, nigga. Only associates in business. God of family, nigga. We leave them niggas in the dust. Pay attention. I am all in this, no turning back for me. Head first entertainment. Head first entertainment. I can keep Spanish and English, but money for me the first language. For me the first language. I'm steadily stacking them in. I don't give a fuck, I no friends. Now just ask my mama, no drama, cause I ain't the one you should bang with. No. A little bipolar, get so with depression, mixed all in one bottle If I crack the lid and you sip it, it's bound that you feel you a wobble Man, I hate gossip, face solid when you said that old girl a model You be on Instagram, I'm trying to flip some grams, getting them dollars These big niggas stuck in the city, I just out around trip to Cabo Cabo I'd rather catch me a plane and fuck with some niggas that follow, follow These niggas be hating on me, and they bitches be waiting on me As soon as I get there, that top of your sloppy, just make sure she swallow, swallow The only thing matters to me is God, my family and ends I don't give a fuck about no bitch and no nigga, my worries are slim I pray and repent for my sins, you know that I came for the win I'm steadily stacking my ends, I don't give a fuck about no friends them nuts to get in the club, my brother said drop a drop a. I say cause that pussy was wet, I'm fucking and choking the neck, now bitch why you running, I'm stuffing your stomach all up at the chopper chopper, I'm letting off 50 rounds pussy here dripping out brown like Chewbacca baka, I told her to shave it and you be my favorite supreme pussy papa papa, we went to the club to the pill, you know the story be real, you were popped out on McMill, my peripheral vision had caught a caught I bit my tongue and I played it cool, went to the bar for refill I'm silently faded and reevaluated before my drink spills I had to check myself, before I wreck myself Gather my thoughts and refrain from slapping you all in the grill The only thing matters to me is God, my family and ends I don't give a fuck about no bitch and no nigga, my worries are slim I pray and repent for my sins, you know that I came for the win I'm steadily stacking my ends, I don't give a fuck about no friends
child. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, that is Escabel, and you can follow him at the Black Shark on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at Miss D Scott on Twitter at DMSST93 on Periscope now, which we're trying to get it. We're getting it together. Um, on Periscope at zero, the number zero. F-U-X Nation, Zero Fucks Nation, and Facebook Family and Friends. I'm back up, and like I said, this um, show is definitely dedicated to my Uncle Sonny, who walked with me down the aisle when I got married some years back, um, and who was my mom's, you know, she was married, uh, he's married to my my Aunt Mary, and, you know, may he rest well. He had a long, hard battle, and, you know, definite love and prayers go out to my cousin Drew and my cousin Stephanie. But I'm going to leave you guys with that tonight. No new friends, no friends. And make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at miss.d.scott. We got brunch this weekend in Toronto, so y'all know we about to be a motherfucking mess. Thank you for listening, as always.